Sarah. Hey, it's Leanna. And welcome back to Girl, Girl, We Should should Talk talk to Someone podcast. Episode two. Thank you guys so much for listening to episode one. We received so much feedback from everyone. This was sort of something we walked into without knowing how it would turn out. We thought maybe a couple friends would listen. Yeah, like max five listeners. (laughs) Somehow we're almost at 200 listeners and we really appreciate your feedback and your support and for everyone that told us they listened to it and told us they liked it. Thank you! (laughs) Thank you. We're so excited for this. This is something that I haven't done. Either has Leanna. It's our first time ever like doing anything around a podcast or being creative in this way. Yeah, like expressing ourselves with our own voices. Yeah. It's hard to do that and... This is a really great outlet for us, and we're just really excited to keep going with this. We're loving it. Yeah, I was telling Leanna that I haven't felt this creatively inspired and driven in so long that I'm really happy we just jumped into this because it makes me feel really excited. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So today's episode, actually, we sparked this conversation maybe like a week and a half ago, I want to say. We were just talking about how some of our friends are online dating right now during Mm -hmm. covid and I was saying, how do they do that? Like, how are you going on dates and stuff? And how do you get to know someone when how you're... You navigate those waters? Yeah. But also, like, not even with online dating, but also during this quarantine. It's just, it's a really different world. And so we just started talking about online dating. And then we're like, we should talk about relationships in this next episode. Like, there's so much to unravel there. And... Yeah, we, we spoke a lot about platonic relationships in our last episode and friendships, so we really want to dive into more romantic relationships this episode. I know it's a topic that pretty much anyone can get behind. It affects us all, negatively and positively, unfortunately, but um, we have a bunch of questions and a bunch of things that we want to talk about this episode, so why don't we jump right in? Yeah, let's start with online dating, because okay. I feel like that was what we originally started talking yeah. about. So what's your, we have both, I think, different perspectives on online dating. So I'd love to hear yours. Okay, so I've actually never done the online dating thing. My partner who I've been with for over five years, we met the quote-unquote organic way in person (sighs) in university. (laughs) So rare. Um, So I never had to do that. And honestly, at the time that that came out, I remember it was really just a hookup app. Like I remember when Tinder really started yeah. when we were in university. So we were in second year, I think, when it became really big. It was really like we kind of joked about it. Like no one oh, was on yeah. Tinder for to find a relationship. It was a yeah, you see people on the bus in the library and you're like, Oh, that's someone I matched up on Tinder, but you didn't take it seriously. No, it was all like one night stand type yeah. thing. And we were also like what, twenty years old at the time? Exactly. So, so that's that was a- probably what we were inter- interested in, right? Yeah. Whereas now like I feel like I definitely take online dating more seriously but I still really struggle with wrapping my head around it yeah I like I've never had experience with it but I definitely could online date yeah um it sort of reminds me of like in high school when you'd meet someone and then you if you didn't go to the same school as them you would like text them for weeks on end before you might have seen them again so it's sort of that thing where you have to really get to know someone like over the phone remember MSN when we were kids it's sort of like MSN it's kind of like MSN yeah, I like did the that. dirty MSN. <laughs> yeah, like your name was like heart XO love this person you're dating. Yeah, you'd put like your inside jokes in your little thing. I feel like a thing. long name. Oh my god, that's such a throwback. What are you, I know you've had some experience <laughs> with online dating. I don't know. you can't say that seriously. I can't because from my perspective, Leanna downloads a dating app. 
like let's say it's 10 p.m. on a Friday night and she's had a few glasses of wine. I'll get the message usually like, oh, I re-downloaded Tinder and Bumble. I'm like, okay, here we go. And so she'll talk to some people. Maybe it'll last maybe at most three or four days. And then she'll delete the app. And then the cycle just continues. Two weeks later, a couple glasses of wine in. Uh, I'm bored. I think I do a month apart. I feel like I do month breaks. Sure. I don't know. Sure, a month. But you, you're really not consistent with it. And no. that's not any shame to you. It's just I like to hear why you're not consistent with it. Yeah. I mean – it's a good question. I'm trying to also. I just I can tell you why I download them and then delete them is because I go on them and I'm like I can't do this. Like I just don't understand how people are finding someone significant over an app. Like I can't wrap my head around that first. But then also when I'm swiping through photos, everyone always says you have to go through all the bad ones to get one good one. All the and bad like, profiles to get Yeah, okay. like you get all the bad, like a hundred people. I'm like, how do you swipe through a hundred people? Like that's a lot of work. You're also not someone that likes to spend time on their phone. No, though. and it just, it's like you have to go through all those people to find mm-hmm. one person you might like. That's just, no, that's a lot of, that's enough, that's too much. And then also like you're reading, which is the one that you have like more information on. I think Hinge, you would have answers to questions. I love how I'm the one that knows this information and I've never used these apps. It's Hinge. Yeah, it's Hinge. Hinge is the one, but I think they changed Bumble now. So you have to add, it's very similar to Hinge now. I went on Bumble recently. I don't, you, could, you can add It's things, like we don't have ideal to. first date yeah. or you wouldn't catch me dead doing this. So I remember when that first came out, I was, I hate it because I was like, I don't want to add more about me. Like I find this so weird. Like why would I want to... Sh- say more but now I get it it really does it help gives you I, an in to who yeah, you are because when you see their answers you're like okay they're funny or they're, they're not serious funny. or they're like dorky but also boys take horrible photos like I don't know any guy who can take a good photo and if they do take good <sighs> photos they're usually like they're too good that you're you're kind of <laughs> you're like why is it like, that good why do you have model photos like yeah. you're not a model like who you work in it <laughs> Your mom, your best friend, like who was it? Like Probably whose your mom. car is that behind you? Yeah, like, it's like not your car, obviously. No. You're just posing in front of it for the picture on Bumble. Yeah. So yeah, it's just that first... It's a rough world out there. It is. I just don't know how people <laughs> see someone and actually like, oh yeah, I'm interested in them. Like I can't do that over the phone. I just can't. Even if I see guys who I'm attracted to, I still don't swipe right to them because I'm like... I don't, I don't know how to... It's hard, right? Yeah. I think that you really like that in-person sort of... Yes, obviously you, you don't approach someone at a bar, let's say, that you think is ugly. Like, you're no. you're never going to go up to someone that you think is not attractive. But yeah. it may not be, like, their physical attractiveness that is the only thing bringing you towards them. Exactly. It might be how they talk to their friends or and that's the jokes they're yeah. making. But you don't see that online. Exactly. And also, I have zero photos of myself. I remember we had to, like, take that's some true. pictures so I could actually, like, <laughs> Hinge makes you have eight minimum. I was like, I don't have eight photos from the last year. It, it also really relies on, like, having a good photo of your I don't have any. Like they're having multiple good photos of yourself. Yeah. And I actually was listening to listening, watching a TikTok, and it was a girl saying, This is how you set up the best online dating profile. And she was talking about how you have to have photos at nice places so that they see you go to nice places. So if they want to take you out, they know they can't take you to like a dumpy restaurant. They want to see your social. They want to see your social. They want to see that um, maybe you have like a sporting event picture because like you're you're not, yeah, you're active. You're not just a party girl. Like you really want to show your variety. It's very curated. It's very curated. That's why I don't like it because I, I'm not someone who curates my social media present. Presence. You're not really that present on social media to begin with. No, but I just don't put that much pressure on that. And yeah. so when I go on Hinge or Bumble, I feel like, wow, I really need to it's show like a my facade, personality right? over this phone. Yeah. But 
I can't because I don't even know how to navigate that. Mm-hmm. And then even when someone talks to me, like, I literally cannot have a start a conversation. I'm so bad at texting. But what? <laughs> I'm, like, you're laughing. Because like, I feel like you answer most of the things for me. I'm always like, what do I say, Sarah? I don't know what to say. But in person, if someone was like, hey, oh, how fine. are you? Oh, I can. So what is the holdup on the text message? <laughs> I don't know. You have so much time to craft your response. That's the thing. It's that I can think about it, and I'm not you just overthink it. it out. Oh, yeah. I overthink everything in life. But, but, but in with, person, you're just like, but you also wanna, blah, 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 this is who I am. But then over a phone, like, you don't know how the person is by how they're sounding. Like, are they being funny? Do you add an emoji? Do you add an exclamation point? And to there's show a that lot of like it's just so much thought which is why I don't do it I only text people that I like who know me because I don't have to make effort like I text you gibberish half the time yeah her but text messages don't make sense I don't spell anything correctly I it's have... me just saying like how did you get an English major <laughs> like how how did you get an English degree because I text really fast and I also don't look at it like I just don't pay attention it's it's obvious it's quite <laughs> obvious my coworkers is, I don't, like we use like we're now on slack or whatever like Microsoft Homes and my coworkers are really like you are the worst person at typing. I'm like, oh, I'm glad that like oh, it's across the board. I told them, it's like, not my just best your friends. Feel the same way, so clearly, like it's not just one word spelled wrong, guys. <laughs> it's like I can't even decipher what she means by a message. Like you know, sometimes you spell a word wrong and you can kind of read between the lines or you miss a word here or there. It's literally sometimes not cohesive. No, I try. Trust me, I try. And now I just get to the point where I just say question mark and I just kind of like never mind I'm just like I don't even there's no point in me even explaining it sometimes because I don't you just know. send me voice notes <laughs> I should so yeah that's that's those are like the first few reasons I come up with it I also I'm just very not against the whole online dating culture but I hate how it's changed how we how we perceive dating in our generation it's really just affected it's how like, you communicate how you romanticize dating yeah. like it's not romantic anymore it's really made it like all about how you look yeah. and not even how you it's really very look. Very well crafted. Because yeah. your photos are never really how you look. Like exactly. I don't look like my photos right now. Yeah, neither do I. So and then it's it's obviously like nerve wracking the first date because you have to try and look like your like, photos. Yeah, I don't want to come off as like oh my not like a catfish as I looked on my Instagram. Because yeah. like I probably look decent but I'm not really a huge nerd. So like, do you share your because I know there's that thing where you can share your Instagram yeah. with your dating profile. Do you do that? No. I, I just do that more for privacy. Yeah, I feel like I get that. weirded out if they can see that. But also, I also don't want them to make perceptions about me based on my Instagram because I don't use it don't that really much. You don't really use it. So you don't want them like, to be like, oh, she's not social. All I do is or... post about books and sunsets that I see. Like, that's the only thing. But I feel like as we get I older, do. like... If I look at my Instagram feed, like, the last four photos are, like, sunset photos at my cottage. Yeah, you just post nice photos that you like. Yeah. I don't, I don't think about, like, what time did I post this at? What's the best time? What's this? Only have this many likes. Like, that, that stuff even crosses my mind now. It's true. So I just don't want people to make any opinions about me based on the photos. But also, I don't like them making opinions based on how I text. Because I don't text well. <laughs> so if you had to use one app... Like, I know there's, what, there's Tinder, there's Hinge, there's Bumble. Yeah. Is there anything else that you use? I think that's the only three. That that's I it? Think there's, I don't know if there's anything else. There's probably other ones, but those yeah. are the main ones, right? Um, what do you like? Which one do you like the best? Um, I've heard good things about Hinge. I like Hinge, but I hate how anyone can message you. So I literally got 100 messages from, like, the most random people saying the most random stuff. Like, what do they say? Like, you're so beautiful. Yeah, but not even that. It's in paragraphs and stuff. Like saying my, what? Like answering to my questions or something. Like I think one of my questions was like, 
I don't even know. I'm trying to think. I probably like quoted Harry Potter. And I got um, like a paragraph of someone talking about Harry Potter, and I was like, "But isn't that your dream man to like pro- like <laughs> approach you?" And the first no. things they say are like quotes from Harry Potter. It's a paragraph. You don't need to quote the whole thing for me. Says the girl that like literally doesn't stop talking about Harry Potter. <laughs> I know. I think it's just. Exactly. So I read that. I'm like, wow, this person's so lame. But I know I'm also But that's lame. also you. I know, but it's just, it's different. And they're just like asking like very direct questions and they just, I don't know. I said I don't like that about Hinge, but I guess I like Hinge the most because it does, you can really get more sense of people through Hinge, I think. Through those questions that they put up? Yeah. Yeah. But I also know that like the algorithm it Hinge has, it's not very good. Like, I feel like the algorithm sucks Yeah, that's, that's a whole other thing, too, Yeah, right? it's also all algorithms. Yeah. So you're not even seeing people who you might like because you like the one person who's not your type, and now you're getting yeah, everyone who looks like that person. How, or in your area, too. How do you think it's changed? I know you're a pretty... I wouldn't say you're a romantic person, but if you had to be a romantic person, you would base your, like, romantic interests on things from, like, books from the past yes exactly like Jane Eyre and stuff like that yeah well I think it's changed because now it's more accessible that the whole courting process doesn't even exist now like I there's rarely any guys who are courting me and like (laughs) (laughs) that sounds so lame you know what I mean like (laughs) okay not the word courting that's an old school word I'm How many like, guys are courting you right I'm now, Leanna? Like <laughs> I recently watched Jane Austen on Mansfield Park on, on Netflix. So it's all in my head. But would you actually want to be courted? Yes, I would want someone to like, but also they don't expect it right away. Like they're just talking to you, getting to know you. They but that's what they're trying now. to do when they send the Harry Potter quote. But it's over the phone. It's not the same. Like I want someone to come up to me and be like, let's go for a walk or let's hang out or just ask me a question in person so I can really get the feel for them. Okay. And then I decide if I want to actually go on a date with them. Okay. And I think all on dating taking that away because, I mean, maybe it's just me, but no one walks up to me at first. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, oh, I don't know how you even meet people in person now because – I actually don't know. Yeah, because it's just – you can text them or message them on Instagram and slide into their DMs. I like, hate that word. Slide into your DMs. I hate it. Like, so many of my friends – met people through dms oh i know a lot of people that have been in long distance long distance and long-term relationships like through tinder like they're still dating four years later or even like they met through instagram which sure i mean no one's gonna follow me i'm not excited my my profile is private i probably wouldn't accept you guys single anyways pictures and they're not exciting but yes i think it's changed a lot about the Mm -hmm. whole initial excitement and also when you think about it you can really there's so many options out there now with online dating. You can date someone, if you live in Toronto, you can date someone in Mississauga, in Brampton, in Vaughan. Whereas back then... It really then, opens up the... It opens it up, yeah, which is great. The field. But then, back then, you'd only date someone who you saw in your city that you ran into and you were in the same area and environment, which I kind of liked that but idea. But also, of like, someone... that could have been your cousin back in the day. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, they did date their cousin exactly. back in the day. It was like, oh, no one in yeah. this town is not related to me. I'm going for Cousin Johnny. Like, That's true. But I feel like you just you focus on people in your city. You weren't online looking at girls two hours ago- away. Yeah. And, or guys who are from this city or Vancouver. Like, you really just you had to make the effort to find someone who had your lifestyle. And you knew they had your lifestyle because they're from your area. That makes sense. So I, I feel just, like that sounds like you need to be from a small town where there's, like, a really big sense of community. Yeah. And then maybe you meet someone through, yeah. like, a shared activity or something. I think it's, like, the small town approach is what they had back then was that it really was that small town approach to dating. Unfortunately, now, that's not going to work in Toronto. 
Or anywhere, I feel like, now even. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Also, I'm not going to move to a small town, so. To find love. Basically, I'm screwed, <laughs> is what we're saying. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, a lot of that, and just judging people off their photos, I don't like. Yeah, that's kind of the scary part. And also, I feel like you miss, you could miss out on someone who's really sure. good, that either they're not photogenic, they don't take good photos, or they're just, like, not coming forward on your phone you, as yeah. attractive for some reason. And how do you know the guy who's not on there to get laid versus getting to know you? You can't tell. Well, I guess how do you know that when you meet someone organically, too, right? You don't, but I think you see more of their personality and their you can sometimes get a feel if you're a good person who observes. I'm definitely not, so I would still suck at that. But I just I, I would like to do an experiment more. with you where <laughs> – it's like a controlled environment where you meet the same person on Tinder and you meet the, the same person in person. And I want to see, like, ha- I would like to see, like, how far it goes. Like, <laughs> would the Tinder one go to, like, the second date and then, uh, not interested? Yeah. Or would the per- one in person, like, really throw you off? Would you even go on a date with them? Do you know yeah. what I mean? I'm definitely a good, like, person to test that. I wish I could I'm do so that. awkward when it comes to either of those. Yeah, I mean, I could see you being much better in person like yeah. communicating much better in person for sure I think that's why I, I think I just like communicating in person so if I were to meet someone online if all they did was say hey how are you I'd like yeah. to meet up with you and go for a while like right away then I would probably be like yeah let's do that because I don't have to waste two weeks talking to you over the phone yeah and then by then I already know half your life story I'm bored of my mind and I meet you and it's like what do we talk about and that's the thing too if you talk for too long before the first date like the first date's supposed to be like Okay, what do you, know, do you do for yeah, work? Yeah, I don't want to do that over the phone. Like, I want to wait for a yeah. person to do that. So, But people don't ask people, that. Like, I haven't heard anyone... Asking to, like, go on a out, date? Like, right after saying hi to the person. Like, you kind of... No, I don't think that's for, normal. That's not normal. Yeah. You talk for, like, two weeks at least, I would say. And you really, like, get all that stuff out that should be shared in, I think, the first date. Yeah. Especially because I'm, like, a pretty open person, so I feel like I just ramble. And then if I'm, yeah. not, if I'm texting them, I'm going to ramble over the phone if I actually can manage to type out a conversation if you text back if I text back if I don't delete block everything like that which I usually do it's like one message I'm like I'm over this Sarah can't handle it anymore I feel like I would be pretty good at online dating you used to use my account all the time I don't know maybe I think that just because I think it's more fun to use friends accounts but I would have fun yeah I don't have fun with it it's very like annoying it's a chore for you yeah yeah but also like how do you even sense the fuck boys as well like that's another thing like, what's your, have you been, what's your experience uh, about this? Uh, there's been a couple. <laughs> there's been a couple. I feel like you would uh, meet more of those online. I would think so. Because yeah. you can kind of hide that for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then you meet up in person and you're like, wait. Yeah. You talk to me for three weeks and all you want to do is. So say you have a, you're talking to this fuckboy in your life. How yeah. do you. How do you even avoid fuckboys? Like, what what are some I think there's some really big red flags that yeah. when you meet... Okay, the only two... One, I'd say the only one fuckboy that I ever met, let's say, that I kind of knew going into it, like, this guy's kind of sleazy, but we got along so well at the time that I was like, at. uh, yeah. whatever, and it was fun because at, yeah. t- at the time I was like newly single. So I was like, I wasn't really looking for a relationship anyway. So it's fun what we had. But yeah, he was, he was interesting. Like I, I probably would have been upset if I was in a different period of my life, like looking to date him, but I wasn't. So like to know he was a fuck boy was, was kind of okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't know. It's, 
I think it's real. Like you really have to have your radar on the first like yeah. couple weeks of getting to know someone. There's certain like lines they'll say like, "Oh, I'm too busy," or they'll be, also be really eagerly interested in seeing you at the beginning, and then it yes, kind of dies. It like dies. when they're really excited at the beginning, that they're like, "I want to see you today. I want to see you tomorrow. You're so beautiful." Then you know, like, okay, like they're they're like a month ahead, so they're probably gonna like die down, which is usually what happens. I think if they're still really into into you, like planning the third, fourth date, you know yeah. that that guy's probably actually really interested yeah. in you. I think them planning the dates as well is a big thing. Like, if they're not, like, actually actively making effort to plan the time, pick you up, or whatever you're meeting there, yeah. then you're kind of like, okay, they just want their, if they're being more casual about it, then they're not as serious. Or if it's the, like, hey, let's c- come over and we'll have drinks and watch a movie. Yeah, no. Yeah. Or if it's like, hey, let's go for dinner, I, I got a reservation at this yeah. place. I mean, both, the thing is, both both, could be fuckboys. Yeah, you don't really know until, like, the third time you hang out at once, like, third or fourth, because usually when the excitement either goes higher or lower. Yeah. And if they're kind of stagnant almost, then you know they're a fuckboy, I would say. Yeah, I also... That's just my experience. I feel like a good sign is, like, after the first date, maybe nothing happens, maybe you just go on a date. And then they're really, like you said, really excited for the next time. And then if you still are, like, taking it slow and maybe you're just hanging out with them, nothing happens. Yeah. You're right. Then it starts to die and they're like, okay, wait, they're, they don't want to hook up with yeah. me right now. I'm no longer going to put in the effort that I have been. Yeah. And you're just kind of like, oh, wait, you actually don't, you don't care to like get to know me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think you have to, in my opinion, go through a couple of fuck boys. To know the signs. To know the signs. Yeah. To get comfortable with being like, Fuck you. You can't do that to me. Yeah. I'm not going to, like, put up with that shit anymore and move on. You know what's interesting? So I went for a walk with my friend, and this guy she's seeing, he's not a fuckboy, but at least we don't think yet. <laughs> but, he's on the radar still. He's on the radar. He's on the spectrum. But he kept calling. Like, they've been hanging out for, I think, I don't know, I think two months now, but, like, okay. quite a lot. That's so, like, But he keeps calling her his, his friend, and she's like... Look, like, okay. we're not dating, we're not boyfriend-girlfriend, but you can't call me your buddy and your friend. I don't let my he friend... He says buddy? Yeah, like, he's like, my, yeah, we're buddies, my right? Bud. But he's also like, yeah, this is my... Like, we're friends. Like, he'll, like, wink at her and stuff. And then... Uh, it's like, if you introduce the person as a friend, but, like... Like, like who like, is he saying that to? To her. Oh. Like, and she's like, if I'm your friend, why are we doing all these rom- romantic, like, romantic things, sexual yeah. things? That's my friends and I don't do that. No. But also, like, we're not boyfriend and girlfriend, so why are guys so afraid of, like... They can't figure out the difference between a friend and a boyfriend and a girlfriend. Like, you can just yeah. you can just be in the middle. You can just be dating. It, I think everyone feels differently about this whole, like, what are we stage of a relationship. Yeah. It's such a hard stage two months in or a couple weeks in or whatever it is for your timeline. But it's like when one person realizes they want to, like, keep going and make it more official, but the other person hasn't realized that yet or yeah. just, like, doesn't know how to express that. To me, if he was talking to a friend, like, say he had a roommate and they were, like, coming into their place and he was, you don't, the thing is, you don't need to say, this is my friend so-and-so. You can just say, this is so-and-so. Yeah. Or even say, like, talk to them, like, I think he said it to her, like, yeah, we're just friends, right? And she's like, if we're just friends, then we're not going to keep doing this because I don't do this with my friends. And she put him in this place and he was like, oh. And what did he say? I don't know what he said, but he, like, realized and was like, yeah, you're right. Either it could be one of two things. Either he wants to say this is my girlfriend or this is my girl or whatever yeah. you want to call it. 
but he's too afraid to say that because he doesn't know how she's going to react. Yeah. Or he literally, he doesn't want to say that because all he wants to do is play around and he doesn't want a girlfriend. So he doesn't, he's saying that, he's not saying it on purpose to make it really obvious to her that he's, he doesn't want that. So what would your approach be? Like, I feel like I like her approach, like putting him in his place and being like, we're not friends. You're not my boyfriend, but you can't keep calling me your friend. I like that. I don't do this to friends. I like I liked her approach. I think that a good thing is just like go in and be like, hey, I like you yeah. more than a friend. Like what she said, we're yeah. not friends. I like you more than a friend. I want this to keep going. Yeah. And if you don't want that, then I'm out kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Like if that's not what you're looking for it. So yeah, asking them. So it kind of puts the ball in their court, right? Yeah. I think with fuckboys too, if you sense a fuckboy, like sometimes, yeah, walk away. But other times, why not? Put them in their place. Sure, yeah. Just like call them out and be like, why are you ignoring me for a week? That makes no sense. And I think a lot of people are afraid to, to call sure. people out. I'm definitely one of those people. Like, I would, I feel like two years ago, never. Now I feel like I have a little bit more of the courage to do that. Like, say what I actually want and how I feel. Mm-hmm. But for sure, in the past, I would, you would not catch me doing that. It's like that. the whole ghosting thing. Like, a lot of my friends oh, have had experience with that. Like, planning a date or something. And then either they go on a first date or a second date. But along the line, they end up getting ghosted by someone. I feel like everyone's been through it. Yeah. But to me, it's like, I would just be, I would be so blunt to the person. Be like, hey, you haven't responded to me. If you don't want to see me anymore, tell me. You say that, but then they just ghost you still. I guess. But I still would say that rather than just like hold back and wait for them or not say anything at all. If you're on the other side, do you tell them like, right, like say you meet someone and then you, you just know that it's not going to happen, but he's already (laughs) texting you. And he's trying to make plans. Like, do you tell him straight away, like, I'm not into this? Or uh, yeah. do you ghost them? No, I don't think I've ever ghosted anyone. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm actually, I used to be pretty clueless to the point where I thought, like, people would be like, oh, let's hang out. I'd be like, yeah, sure. And then I realized, like, halfway through the hangout, I was like, oh, this is a date. Like, oh, shit. Oh, I'm not into you whatsoever. Um, but, like, really nice people. So, like, after, I just have to either, like, wait for them to, like, plan a next date. Yeah. If they do, then I'm, I just sort of, like, politely say, like, I, I like you as a friend, but I don't want anything more. Yeah. Or if they don't want to plan a next date and they don't reach out, then perfect. We're both on the same page. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think I'd always tell someone how I'm feeling. No, I think, yeah, I think at our age too, like you have to be honest. Like I feel like when I meet someone just a one time, they give me a number at the bar, they text me, I ghost every single person who does that. But that's different from like going on a date yeah, with someone. Yeah, if I went on a date with them and then I would never ghost them, I would just tell them straight up like, look. Not interested. It's so much easier that way. Then sometimes they get a little annoyed. That's when you block their numbers. You don't have to see it. Sure. But like, I always do that. I I don't know. I think it's worse to leave someone hanging than to like maybe make them upset. Or like beat around the bush. Like, just don't beat around the bush. Just be like, I'm into your mind. Think about yourself in that situation, how much it would suck. So just be like, I'm going to, it's awkward. I'm being vulnerable, but I'm just going to tell you no. Exactly. It's not going to happen. I know it's not going to happen. So let's not And really, when you're on the other end of it, like saying, I'm not into you. Mm-hmm. You have all the power, right? Like, it's being vulnerable to a point, but at the same time, you're the one shutting them down, right? Yeah. So it's a little easier, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. These are all the reasons why I hate dating. <laughs> it's just so complicated. It, it is, but... It's a lot of mental games. It's a, It takes a lot of communication. Yeah, it does. It's definitely something I've learned through the years, that you can't skimp out on the communication yeah. People don't know what you're feeling unless you tell them what you're feeling for the oh, most part. Oh, that's one of my biggest things I think I've learned yeah. in my past relationships, flings, whatever you want to call it, is that 
I definitely don't express how I feel. Yeah, you just assume someone knows how you feel. And especially in the beginning of relationships, a lot of the time we think we're really putting out these signs that we really like someone. And you're acting really cool, but then they're probably like, oh, she doesn't like me. Exactly. And and we think we're being obvious, but really we're probably being so... But you're also trying to act like you're not into it. Like, you're like, if it ends, it's fine. Like, I'm cool. I'm chill. And then you know, you're you like, oh, I really like him. I hope he texts you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> that's me at least. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's always an exciting. I talked to a few of my friends in the past year, I'd say, that have sort of been through that exciting phase where you like someone, you think they like you back, and you it's know, the, like, the butterflies you get yeah. the first few dates. And like everyone I talk to is, and I understand, they're always super excited but anxious at the same time, right? Yeah. For sure. Like, you, you want to get excited, but at the same time, you don't want to get too excited in case it doesn't work out, and then you mm-hmm. let yourself down. Yeah. But that is literally my favorite part of a relationship, is that beginning, Initial, first, the honeymoon five, phase. It's the honeymoon phase. Yeah. It's like, everything's exciting. Everything they do is amazing. Yeah. Like, they sweep you They're off your feet. going on a lot of dates. Going on so many dates. They're trying so hard to impress you. Yeah. It doesn't always stay that way. And it no. can't. That's not normal. It's not, it's, yeah, it's not human. You can't always be trying to impress your partner all the time and do what they want. It's a two-way relationship. Totally. There's and give and take. you get comfortable that you, like, kind of take your guard down. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. And you but, also need to have those that independence as well, too, which kind of, I feel like, sometimes can lose the romantic side of your very independent lives. But yes. that's part of... The how a relationship should grow, I think. I think exactly. it's a natural growth is to then get to the point where you're still being romantic, you're still having your date nights, but you're also, you have two lives and they may not always be the same thing at the same time. Yeah, you go through ebbs and flows in relationships in terms of like where you are, whether things are good or bad. Mm-hmm. Like it's always sort of going to be up and down. And I, I was always under the impression that when you find someone you really like, it's, like, super easy. All the time. Everything's good. Yeah. Like, you fight sometimes. You're always on but a not high. Really. You're always on a high. When really, you have to actually, like, really work hard Yeah. to get to a place that feels comfortable. And it's never easy. It's usually pretty good. But there's times where it's going to be really shitty. Yeah. And a lot of the times in, in those moments, earlier on in my relationship, I'd be like, wait, this shouldn't be happening. It should be good all the time. I This must not be the relationship for me. But then I realized, like, everybody goes through, like, uh-huh. those ups and downs. That if at every down you're just going to walk out, you're not really ready for a serious relationship. Exactly. So would you say your most, like, the relationship you're currently in is the most serious? Oh, for sure. Longest, like, It's my grounded. longest relationship. It's the person who I've, like, really been most vulnerable with and really grown up the most with like my other relationships have been at times where I just wanted to have fun and like party and be young and like while I had a little bit of that in this relationship I mean I still want to have fun but we we've gone through a lot of life stages together like graduating university moving in together finding jobs switching jobs exactly and those are the kind of things that either make or break relationships like you either get through those things or you don't. Yeah. So I definitely feel like I've grown a lot through those big milestones with someone. And you've had, like, serious relationships before him as well. Like, you never just dated a guy for fun, maybe for a month. You always uh, dated someone. No, I have. For a few months. Maybe in high school. I'm talking yeah. about like university, like. Well, I only really had one. Like, so I had one. I guess you you could call it. At the time, it was a serious relationship. Yeah, but, but I, I remember it. It was, it was serious. You were yeah, but when I look back, it's like I, that, I wasn't me in that relationship. Yeah. I, that was a side of me that 
is still part of me, but, like, I really wasn't my whole self in that relationship. Yeah. I also didn't know who I was then. Like, I was so young. So do you think you have to have relationships before you get to the one that you're currently at, which is where you're most grounded? Do you think it's important to have those yes. experiences? Yes. You do. Yeah. Totally. Totally. And I think I would never be able to be with the person I'm with and be in a healthy, long-term relationship with them if I hadn't have had those previous experiences. Yeah. And it was all those, like, stupid mistakes I made and mistakes that people made when I was in relationships with them that really taught me how you communicate, how you treat someone, what you need to prioritize. Yeah. And I still make mistakes all the time, like, of course, but I don't know. There's certain things that you won't – I feel like you will not learn Mm -hmm. unless you actually engage in a relationship. Yeah. Is that scary for you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've never had a boyfriend, so it's – I agree with everything you're saying. Like, I do think that's true. But I guess, like, I'm now 26. I've never had a boyfriend. I'm probably not going to date four other guys before I get married. Knowing who I am as well. But, but I've had past relationships. I've had, I would say. Who knows when you're going to get married? And if marriage no, is ever going to be something that's so important in your life, right? No, I know. But I'm just saying, like, for me to have serious long-term relationships in the rest of my, like, in the next 10 years... I don't know, it could happen or it couldn't happen. So I try not to think about that. Like my mindset is that, yes, I've dated guys. I've had relationships with relationships with them. Like I've had flings, I guess, yes. which, were, which meant something to me and I got to know them, know myself. And that in itself is an experience. For sure. And I've learned so much from those, but I've never had that long-term relationship to really learn from. So it does make me nervous for when it happens. But I also have always said this, I'm the kind of person who I think I will – Literally date one guy and marry him. I don't think I'll have multiple long-term relationships. And maybe maybe that's true, but... I don't see myself as that person. I, I, I always have thought that. Since even yeah. high school, I've thought that. And, I've, I've and you, never, you never even had, like, a fling in high school? High school? Uh, I had one fling, but it was, like, a month. It's like a, There's at least three people I can think of that I saw myself dating, but just never worked out. And that's okay. But... That's... You can't change your past, right? Like, you no. can only move forward. And maybe my experience, maybe I'm just the type of person that it took three or four relationships to, yeah. to get to a point where I'm like, this is what I like. This is how I communicate. This is the type of person I want to be with. But maybe for you, it's, it doesn't take three or four relationships, yeah, right? that's true. Like, everyone's different with how they learn about themselves and how they communicate with people and how they become vulnerable like everyone has their own way of doing it yeah so I think it's hard to say if someone's ever had a boyfriend that's what I'm trying to say is I I don't think okay you need to have those past relationships to find the one maybe not let's just see like in a few years if it happens (laughs) yeah we'll we'll like put a little pin in this episode and then three years from now we'll come back and replay this and maybe it'll be her wedding I told you though when I went to go see that psychic that one time they told me the same thing that I was only ever going to date one person and I would marry him and when she said yeah. that, I was like, I knew it. But what did you say to nothing, them? Nothing, nothing. Did you say that you've never been in a relationship? No, I just asked her, like, what's my love life look like? So it really just reads so clearly <laughs> on your face. Well, she did say that I would be dating, like, having a lot of flings that summer, which did not happen. So I was like, okay. Maybe we don't trust her advice. <laughs> but she said that thing, and I was like, that's what I've always told people. And I was like, I'm going to go home, tell everyone that I told them that this path is for a reason, that I've been single. It's all going to count for something. I... Like, I did, I know we, like, we always talk about, like, Zodiacs and stuff, too. Yeah. Just as friends. And I do think that has a little bit to play in, like, how we 
do relationships. I'm much more of like a, like I'm a Taurus. So we're known for wanting to be like stable. And yeah. for me, that doesn't mean like flings. That means like a boyfriend and like oh yeah a relationship that's not just like, oh, sometimes on, sometimes off. It's like, this is who I am. Mm. And I like that stability. Yeah. Whereas you as a Gemini, you, you don't require that as, as much. In no. fact, you're much more like aloof and sort of just doing your own thing and things can change day to day and it excites you. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. I don't know if that really has to do with our histories, but it could be. Yeah, that's probably why you've had those serious relationships or more than me, whereas I'm the kind of person who's also, I, it takes me a little bit longer, I think, to open up on that deeper level to someone. So yeah. I'm very much, like, I can like them for, like, a month, two months, three months, but I still don't want them to be my boyfriend until mm-hmm. probably who knows how much longer after that. But, like, a long time is what I can say. Like, I'm not someone who would – I've never felt like I needed a boyfriend, that makes sense. But yeah, obviously if I meet someone I like them, I'm open to it, but I don't think, like, i got to make sure he's my boyfriend next month. Gotta lock him down. I'm kind of like, let's just see, like, four, six, eight months, we're still talking, then maybe. I don't know. Looking back, I feel I've always gone for people that I know would be easy to sort of lock it down. Mm -hmm. And maybe that was me just, like, being with someone that felt, like, comfortable and easy. And it really wasn't until my current relationship that I was with someone that I was like, ooh, I hope they like me. Like, (laughs) I like them and that whole butterfly type thing. Yeah. Um. And that was probably the first time I was with someone that I didn't feel like I was just dating them because it was comfortable and easy. And as weird as that sounds, like, I feel like that's a reality for a lot of people. They meet someone, you get along well, you might not feel like they're either the most attractive or, like, the one for you. Mm -hmm. But it just sort of, like, clicks and works at the time. So you're like, okay, cool, we'll date. But now I feel like I'm dating someone who I was, like, really like fingers crossed hopefully I can be with them and I don't know if that makes sense but yeah so what do you look for then in a partner like what's the things that you have found currently with your boyfriend that okay um I want someone who challenges me so Mm -hmm. someone that and I know everyone on The Bachelor is always like, I want them to challenge me every single day. It's, like, it's like going to like some stupid, like whatever they're doing, like singing on the stage. They're like going horseback oh, riding. Big challenge. <laughs> Ooh, and I never really knew what that meant. I was always like, oh, no, I want someone to like support really me challenge. all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I actually don't. Like I obviously my partner does support me all the time. But like at the same time, if he, he sees me doing something that he knows is me being like, lazy or not coming up to my potential or just like calls me out on my bullshit like yeah whereas some people they don't want that they want someone to just like blindly like yeah you're amazing I don't like obviously I want that times but I don't want someone to just like back me like a hundred percent through everything without any of their own insights on it like I want them to look at my life and say you're great but like here's how we could work together so we can both be greater. Yeah. You don't meet someone and you're at the peak of your well, that life. Helps, that helps you grow too. Like how totally. they, if they challenge you in that way, they're growing you as a person. Yeah. If the person's not challenging you in any way, then how? I also like someone who's like not too serious, like likes to joke around yeah. and be goofy. Like they I can, can make fun of themselves. Like, yes. No. no, exactly. Like I can yeah. never be with someone that doesn't have a sense of humor. Doesn't have a sense of humor. Can't laugh at themselves. Takes themselves so seriously. Yeah. Especially with our friend group, I feel like we're all pretty goofy and yeah. just not serious when we hang out. Yeah. And if they if they're not that kind of humor, then it just wouldn't work. It's not gonna work. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely can't take yourself too seriously. 
And I think another big one for me is someone that's driven in their own personal lives. Like they have a career or a path that they want to be on. They have goals and it's separate from me and I have my own separate from him. Yeah. But we continually like help each other reach reach those. those. Yeah. I think being driven, I find that so attractive as well because when I meet guys who they tell me their job, and it's, like, not the most amazing job, but they're getting paid good money. Yeah. And they're, like, yeah, I'm happy here. I'm, like, oh, what do you want to do next? They're, like, I don't know. I'll be here for, like, five years. I'm, like, how is that? How are you just, like, at this age, like, we're such in a time of our lives where we could literally do have ten jobs, two yeah. jobs, hundred jobs. Like, we could do so many things. So when you find a job that you're not in love with, then you should always be looking to the next job because you're not ever going to be in the oh, job you're in love with. But a lot of people like that comfort right? it's comfort and I'm like oh I have a corporate job I have benefits I really don't like my boss I complain about it all the time but it's a job and I'll just yeah. keep going it and keep doing it no like it's even like, one of my good friends like you know Tim like he has a really good job really high in his position makes really good money but he's constantly looking to get more like he's always wanting to continue to move up yeah. to grow to expand and he's 26 like you should be until you he's you never stopped he's never doing stopped. That. even though he has amazing positions and he's always been very like successful He's never always satisfied with that. Like he, not, he's satisfied, but he wants to keep growing. And, and when there's a potential or something that he yeah. can do, he jumps on it. Yeah, yeah, and like for me, like I'm not in the job I love right now. I'm trusting the process, but I'm I'm not like gonna. I'm not comfortable with where I am. I want. I keep looking for new opportunities. Mm-hmm. I have a mindset to continue to grow and where I want to at, at the end goal. And I'm not gonna stop until I get there. I would never get comfortable with my job. I think I've only lasted in a job like two or three years max. I'm kind of like, all right, on to the next one. But I, I feel like I could, and then now I'm going to move. That's a reality for a lot of young people. They're like, okay, great. I got a lot of experience at this job. I knew it wasn't the end goal for me. I'm going to use yeah. that experience, leverage it that's for the my, next job. Yeah, exactly. That's my attitude right now is that I'm still learning so much currently. So, you know, I'm going to keep doing this. Also, yeah. we're in COVID, so I'm not going to quit because <laughs> I can't. I guess so something sticks that yeah. feels long-term. Which I'll probably be when I'm 40. Like, until then, like, why would I keep seeing yeah. that one position? Okay, so I think we should jump right into some of the questions that we created ourselves and also some of the questions that some of our followers asked us on Instagram. Yeah, thank you so much for everyone who participated. Like, that was awesome just seeing people asking us questions because it really helped fuel this podcast too. Totally, and we got a good sense of what you want to hear about. So we're going to go through some of those, but I'm going to shamelessly plug our Instagram now. <laughs> so if you're listening and you're not following us, make sure to follow us at Girl We Should Talk Podcast. Um, we have a few posts so far, but we're hoping to use it not only as a way to communicate our new episodes, but sort of as a mood board as well, so you can get to know who we are. Yeah, show our personalities. Exactly. The content creation we don't find in our personal accounts. Yeah, we're actually having a lot of fun like coming up with themes and colors yeah. and moods, so... Check it out. We'd love to have you. So why don't we start with our first question? We'll start with some of the ones we, me and Leanna, came up with first. And then we'll jump into some of the ones that were asked on Instagram. So the first one is, why didn't your last relationship work out? I don't know. There's a lot of reasons. I think when I think back to that last almost relationship for me. Yes. Let's clarify it. Clarify. Um, I I don't want to speak for them because there's so many different reasons, but for looking back on myself I definitely didn't communicate my feelings properly I was very much like I played off being the cool like I don't care cool calm collected I don't overthink inside anything. struggling I don't, I don't overthink anything in life I just want to go with the flow <laughs> <laughs> reality I, this girl does not stop thinking <laughs> don't stop thinking I actually have feelings I totally thought I was a heartless person until this guy and I was like wow I actually like have feelings so I didn't 
saying it that I kept being like, yeah, I'm heartless. Like, I don't care. Like, we won't date. That won't happen. Like, I literally said to him, we're never going to date. Who says that to someone you like? But do you think you said that as oh, I was totally a afraid. mechanism to <laughs> yeah. deflect things? For sure. I was totally afraid. To stop being vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. I was very afraid of the possibility of dating him. Because at the same I, time, that's all you wanted. Yes. But I only wanted that after it stopped working. <laughs> Oh, God. It was, like, after he first left, I was like, oh, no, I'll come back. So you met. You sort of dated-ish. Yeah. Hung out. Date, went on a few dates. Yeah. Serious enough for me. Serious, Serious enough to the point where you had to say, we're never going to date. Because <laughs> I, I really knew. like you. I want to hang out all the See, time. See, I never even told him that I liked him until, like, probably the two months after the back and forth. And that's why I'm like, I really liked you. And then he's like, I don't know what he thought. But, like. Again, this is all my own perspective of, like, what I did, and that's something I've very much learned about, is you need to communicate your feelings. Yes. Do not People stay. cannot read your mind. Do not push them away because you're afraid of, like, the possibility of dating them. The first month, you should be pushing them away, which is what I did. But I get why you push them away, because even though you want to date them so badly, you're afraid that if you do, and it doesn't work out, you, you'll break yeah. your heart. Yeah. I was afraid to be vulnerable with him, so I did everything in my power to voice that I wasn't vulnerable, when in my head, I was like mentally going crazy by the end because I was like what did I just do I just told him all these things I don't think or feel and now he's piecing up as an innocent bystander of this relationship or this whatever (laughs) this fling I actually never saw you in university this happened right at the tail end of university I actually never saw you in university like have that warmth that you had around this person like yeah I definitely opened up to him. The we had we had jokes about Leanna in university. <laughs> oh, and I'm scared for you to say this. <laughs> Maybe this won't make it into the final cut, but when we go out to the bars, oh, no. <laughs> I'm gonna cut this out. No, you're not. Keep this in. The the viewers need to know. This is not accurate to who I am now. No, this is not how she is now. But, Even then, it wasn't uh, really. Hard. I would say for about six months. <laughs> I think it was second year. Yeah, second or third year. It was definitely, no, because third year I got my shit together. It was second year for sure. Questionable, but yes. Um, <laughs> oh, God. I need we would call a it, you want a sip of wine for this? We would call it the 2 a.m. eyes. <laughs> because around 1.30, around 1.30, you know, the lights might come on at the bar, might be last call, and we would see Leanna, her eyes shifting around the bar. I didn't want to spend the whole night talking to someone because that's so boring. But the Why end, is that boring? I was like, shit, I didn't talk to anyone tonight. Gotta find one person who wants to talk to me right now. For 10 minutes. At well, the end, I got their number more often than anything else. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next question. Anyways, <laughs> Move on. No, I, I'm going to answer this one. Too. Oh, yeah. What was, what's your biggest why, regret? No, I'm going to answer was? why didn't your last relationship work uh, out? Yeah. I regret, I, same thing. Maybe I spoke about that last podcast, but basically, and I spoke about it a little bit earlier, was... I was with someone for the wrong reasons. I was with someone because they made me feel comfortable. They made me feel validated. They never challenged me. They yes-manned me all the time. Mm-hmm. And anything I did was fine. So I did a lot of stupid shit and just did it because I could and knew I wouldn't either get in trouble or they wouldn't care enough. And it was just easy. Like when I was wanting a relationship that was the serious relationship that this person wanted – it was there. Mm-hmm. But when I wanted just to pretend I was single and, and not talk to them all night, that was also there. So it was really unhealthy and not great on my part. But I learned a lot about why not to be with someone. And when you feel this way, to end a relationship rather than just keep going just because it feels comfy. 
Yeah. Yeah. Never get comfortable. Life's boring that way. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get comfortable with someone that wants some something more than you do. Okay, I'll ask the next question. Okay. Do you think that you should be obsessed with your partner? I'd say to a point, yes. Yeah. Okay. Like, obviously, the reason I'm with the person I'm with now is because I do think they're all those things. Great, funny, smart, attractive. But at the same – I'm not going to, like, just blindly be with them and ignore any of the the errors or things that they do that I don't like. True. Yeah. And if someone – one of my friends calls me out or calls them out on something, I'm – if I agree, like, say – this isn't the truth, but say, like, my partner was always late for stuff and my friends were like, oh, he's always late. I wouldn't say... Defend him and stuff. He's never late. He's always here on time if I knew that that was the truth. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be real in that way. But, yeah, I think it's not really your partner if they're just sort of, like, not on... I don't know. They're not that great. Like, I think I like the the idea of saying they put them on the pedestal is, like, yes, they're always late, but you love them for that. That's what I mean. Like, almost, Uh. like... Okay, I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking it the wrong way. I'm just thinking, like, if someone were to date me, I'd want them to think I'm awesome and cool and funny But they, if they wanted to date you, they would think those things. They're not going to date you and think, she's annoying, not that pretty, don't like her personality, always late. Yeah, that's true, actually. There might, like, there's definitely things that you won't like about the person you're dating. They might not come out right away, but you're not going to love everything about them. But I think, like, 80, 90% of who they are should be better than most people because that's why you're with them. That's true. It's going to be like a healthy level of obsession. And it's not an obsession either because yeah. that I think is unhealthy when people are obsessed with their partners where yeah. I think you, you end up losing friends because all you do is hang out That's with your true. partner. Yeah. You don't you sort put of – put their needs before yours. Mm-hmm. Next question. Next question is worst date ever. <laughs> Tell a funny story. Okay. You want to go first? <laughs> okay. So um, I have to think about mine. This is the last date I actually ever went on. So this is like a year and a half ago. <laughs> I don't know if I can talk about my worst date ever on this podcast. I don't know who's listening. Um, this guy's definitely not listening. So I met him, like, at a bar with, like, my – he was a mutual friend. Okay. A friend. He was so funny, so hilarious. I actually asked him out on a date, which is a big move for me. I remember that night you were like, I met some guy. He's so articulate and intelligent and funny and goofy. And I was like, whoa, what the hell is going on? Leanna yeah. never says this stuff. Yeah. And then I asked – and then we were talking, like, not – he was not a big texter, which is great. I like that. But then I was kind of like, is he going to ask me out? So I was like, whatever. I'll just ask him out. Oh, so you asked him out? Yeah, I know, The right? first date, that was move. all you? Yeah, big move, right? I like it. I'm proud of myself for that. I like that. I haven't done it since then. <laughs> first and last time. <laughs> Anyways, then he shows up 20 minutes late because he was doing something on his computer for work, which is a stupid excuse. Did he text you saying I'm going to be late, or did he just show up 20 minutes late? He texted me, like, I think five minutes before we were supposed to meet, saying that he was running late, but then he, he said, like, 10 minutes. So I was like, okay, because, like, 20 minutes late. So were you at the table by yourself? Oh, yeah, I ordered a glass of wine. I was chilling. Okay. I was like, is that the point where I was like, I'm not going to keep waiting? Not now. a great impression. No, it was it was long. Like, I've waited for you before, and I've been late before, but that was long. Maybe this is, like, internalized misogyny or something, but I always feel like the guy should be earlier. Sure. Like, he should I be the first one I showed one up, there. like, five minutes early, I think. Like, just out of Out of, like, respect. Respect, yeah. But anyways, then he showed up. He smelled like really strong deodorant you know like, he was nervous because like he powder, was sweating <laughs> powder deodorant though not like cologne it was like you know that really like powdery like like baby powder kind of like but not was baby he wearing powder. women's deodorant it smelled like women's deodorant it was like lady speed stick that's what it felt like 
Maybe really strong. Maybe, maybe his computer was fine, but he just had to quickly run to the, like, like, the, the convenience store and get a deodorant. Like, maybe all I smelled when he walked in was this powder deodorant. But here's the thing. Even like chemicals. If, even if I were, right now was wearing men's cologne deodorant, I still wouldn't reek of it. You have to really be like sweat. Oh, his whole body was like reeking of it. So he sits uh, down. He's very like uncomfortable. And, that's like, a right, right there. Yeah. Like smell is such a big thing for me. I'm like, oh yeah, turned off right it's away. Like chemicals, basically, like powdery <laughs> chemicals. Great. And then he just was like not smooth, not was funny. he nervous? Like, did he? Did you sense he that did, he was nervous? He did seem nervous. Yes, but I thought like whatever. That's kind of cute. Yeah, but like it was it means like, the he whole, cares. Yeah, no, like the whole night he just like never. He finally relaxed at one point, but. He wasn't, like, the funny guy, I remember. He was not spontaneous. He was not making jokes. And then he, like, when we said bye to Hitler, it was, like, an awkward half hug. And then he just never said anything back after that. He ghosted. Yeah, he ghosted. I know. And I was the one who's like, that was a shit date. That would be nice and be like, thanks for tonight. And then mm. he Maybe he knew he really effed up. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, it was just bad. Like, it was you just, like, you my first perception to my second of him was, was like, like, night and day. Night and day. Yeah. And that was, like, the whole day I was, like, trying to figure him out. Like, is he just awkward it's right now? disappointing. It was very disappointing. Because you meet someone and, like, yeah, you're drunk the first time you meet, but yeah. not, like, wasted. No, you had, like, a couple of beers. That's what I thought. I was, like, does he need more alcohol? So I was, like, let's have another glass of wine. Like, and like, nothing. Still awkward. Like, just so Maybe not- he lost all his confidence when his friends weren't around. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. you? Okay, here's the thing. Like, I haven't really been on that many dates. Oh, like me. Per se. Like, I'm not going to count anything before I was 20 years old as a yeah, date. Yeah, I know. Um, and then after that, I was in a long-term relationship. And then I had, like, a year of when I was single when we were in third year. That's but true. we didn't date in university. Like, that wasn't even a thing. It wasn't a thing. No. Maybe go to, like, Starbucks before class. Not meet there. even. Like, <laughs> meet you at Trapper's, more like it. Like, yeah. meet you at the bar. That's the date. But I don't know. Like, I feel like I have a funny story, but I don't think I can tell it on Why? this podcast. What is it? I guess this is a quote-unquote date when you're in university, when you go over and watch movies at someone's house. Like, Oh, I think I know what you're going to talk about. <laughs> Now you know why I can't really talk about it on the podcast. You can definitely talk about it. I, I can't. But you can. It's so funny. Don't give the details. Okay. Just like breeze over it. Okay. So we we were from the same friend group. Like we we're all friends. It, one night we like ended up hooking up, whatever. So then we're like, oh, that was fun. Maybe we should like hang out again. Yeah. And then we did. And we, I went over to their house. We watched movies. And I was like, oh, like, I'm going to sleep over or I'm going to stay over. We were, like, all friendly. So, yeah, like, it wasn't it was weird, weird at all. No. Like, his some of his roommates were our friends. So, I I don't even know. Sorry. <laughs> what was the most awkward thing? Okay, like, so. Name one of the most awkward things that happened that night. Um, I feel like there's a lot. But, like, uh, just name the I'll do, I'll do two. I'll do two. <laughs> so, one of them was, like, oh, I'm wearing, I think I was wearing, like, leggings and a cute shirt or something. Like, not, like, fancy, but I didn't want to look, like. I was like, dressing up in university. I was dressing yeah. up, exactly. A cute so shirt with leggings. Obviously, like, I'm not going to sleep over in my leggings and my cute shirt, <laughs> right? So, I'm thinking, okay, I'm at a guy's house. He's obviously got, like, a big t-shirt I can wear or something. Like, I wasn't picky. I just want something other than, like, the leggings. Yeah. And so, we go into his closet, and for some reason, he has sort of a walk-in closet, like, I wish I had that in university. And literally, I'm not kidding you, there was one shirt, 
hung up in the closet. <laughs> One single shirt. Was he doing laundry? I have no idea. Like, there was maybe, like, a few things folded, but one shirt on a hanger. How do you get down to that only that one shirt, And too? the one shirt that was left was a shirt from a rave. Oh. Like, I don't even know what it said on it, but it was one of those shirts that you buy at, like, like a, a no, concert or a, or a rave. Or a free one that you get. Or a free one. And it's cut, like... I call it, like, the bro gym cut when you cut off the sleeves, like, oh, really low. That's cute. So, like, yeah. it almost shows your entire side. And the back of it is, like, cut like a tank as well. I feel like you never even wore that kind of stuff, though. So, that was my one and only option. So, I'm wearing that. My, like, my boobs are, like, falling out of it because it's, like, cut so deep on the side. Uh, it's like a muscle tank. That's so bad. And that's it. <laughs> that's all I had. <laughs> So I'm wearing that. I'm like, okay, whatever. We're like in his single bed, like not even cuddling, like just lying side by side (laughs) watching some, I don't even know what movie it was. And then I go to kiss this person by what I thought was a normal move. You like kind of touch their face, let them know you're going to come in and kiss them. (laughs) And instead of him coming in to kiss me, which I thought he would want to do as we were on a date and I was sleeping over in his bed. He says, don't touch my face. You're going to give me acne. Wait, what? <laughs> I remember that. What? I, can kind of I should have got up, was taken he, that he, rave t-shirt off and left. Was he like saying it in a joke way or like... No, it wasn't a joke. Serious? He was serious. He was very what did you say serious? Um, I think I said like, why would... I, like, I'm like, why would my hand give you acne? My hand's not like dirty. dirty. I was like, I would think I was also a little... Go wash your face after. I think I was also like kind of offended because first of all, like he really shut me down and at the same time he made me feel like I was really dirty because my hand was gonna break out his face that's really strange and this person didn't have acne it's no. not like they had acne on their face that like okay that might make sense like no it they literally did not have acne so okay what's the next question I'm getting more wine after that one <laughs> we're now gonna go into some of the questions that were asked on our Instagram we put up a little poll and we got a bunch of questions and um, we're going to do it anonymously just so it doesn't link anyone to the question that they asked. But the first one we're going to start is, how do you keep your independence in a relationship? Mm, that's a good question. I think it's important not to enmesh your lives together mm, yeah. 100%. I think it's easy to do that when you really, really like someone. Like, we're going to have the same hobbies, the same friend group, and do everything together. You really, I think... Get, like having time apart from someone like distance makes the heart grow fonder as they say yeah. and I'm not saying like go weeks without seeing someone if you don't have to but it's having your own interests your own jobs I never understand when people have the same job as their partner like they work yeah. at the same office or they work I know a lot of like youtubers like they literally film and edit together like that Gosh. is their job so not only are they filming their lives together but that is their livelihood and everything they do is is together I could never do that no. I like having my own thing that's completely unrelated. Yeah. I think and you're, you're good at saying that ground because I feel like in the past you definitely were not someone who's independent in relationships. Yeah. Like back in university, I'm saying. But now you've, like you definitely are. Like there's not a question about that. I also thought like I had a lot of perceptions that I, I think I probably got them from like pop culture and what we're fed as women that you need to be close with your partner and do things yeah. with your partner and have mutual interests. And if they don't want to go out, you don't have to go out. Yeah, exactly. But now yeah. I know that you can have mutual interests. Like, I think that's great. Like, even if you take a new hobby up together. Yeah. But you don't need to do everything together. And I think a big part of that is 
maintaining your close friends and your close friendships. Mm -hmm. It takes just as much work as it does to be in a romantic relationship as it does to be in a platonic friendship. friendship. So you really need to put in that effort. And if you're totally enmeshed with yeah, your partner, you can't give that. all energy is going to your partner, then you can't have that outside life. That would be like my thing is yeah. that not putting all of your eggs in one basket exactly. in the sense of like your life, you have so many things you can do in life. They don't have to all be with your partner. No. Like for me, independence is so important. I, I've lived alone. I have not dated someone. So for I like you, my it's going to be even harder yeah. to break any sense of your independence in exactly. a relationship. For sure. I'll have the opposite problem. Mm-hmm. But I think it is important to just, yeah, have your separate life. Have your own schedules. Have your girlfriends. Have like, your girlfriends. Those are see so your, important. See your see girlfriends. Them. Yeah. Like, then he can have his guy night. And if you don't guys don't hang out one weekend, that's okay. You and got I, a thousand weekends coming up. I think something that like we do and also my other friends do is we do like trips together. Like yeah. me and you will go on little trips yeah. together. Me and my other friend group will go on trips week, together. That's fine. And it's like we I might be gone for a week with yeah, my was friend. Yeah, like, like gone for like a month, and you were like exactly. I mean, that's not ideal. Like I don't want to like not see you for a month, but if it has to happen, it's not the end of the world. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good. I think we're on the same page with that. Yeah, and I've learned. I think I've learned lately. Like your girlfriends are so important. so important. Yeah, like I always knew that, but I think over the last, I'd say like six to eight months, I just realized after COVID started, and I hadn't seen people for a while. I'm like, wow, I really miss my yeah. friends. Like, yeah. they're such a key part of who I am. Exactly, they're, they're not, great to get advice from. Only, your boyfriend should be your best friend, or your girlfriend. Your partner should be your best yeah. friend. But they're not your only best friend. Exactly. I think that's important to remember. Yeah. Okay. So the next question is, when should you have the exes talk? And I interpret that as like, when in the relationship do you talk about your previous relationships that you had? I don't know. It's, it is part of who you are. So if it does come up early on, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If it comes up later, then great. Mm-hmm. Just don't make it – don't give it a lot of room, though. It's really not – that big of a deal yeah it's that I think that's so important you can't spend a whole night talking about your exes like why like that they're your ex for a reason I think a lot of (laughs) girls like me included I've had this feeling where it's like wait you've kissed other girls you've liked other girls like you've said this to other girls like you proposed to her like but now you're not married so there's a reason like it's good to know those things though I think it's nice to know them but just don't give a lot of space in the relationship yeah. or in the in the moment when you're talking about it. It's easy. I think it's easier to get wrapped up in exes when you might sure. know their ex. Like if yeah. it was like maybe a similar friend group or something and you it's would hard. you would know who they were dating before. Yeah. I think that all comes down to the security of your relationship. Exactly. If you're secure, the person, you know they're a good person, you hear about their exes and maybe he does something stupid with his ex. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. Like yeah. you know who he is now. He's the person who's in front of you. Just don't focus on the past. I agree. Next question. What was something you always thought would be a deal breaker but actually wasn't one when you got into the relationship? I like that. <laughs> Mine's a dumb answer. What? <laughs> Remember in university how I was like, I don't like blondes. I'm never going to date a blonde. <laughs> Remember I was like, I only like brunettes. Okay. I totally thought I would never like a blonde and I don't care anymore about hair color. <laughs> Also, like, background, too. Like, I've always been like, I only want to date Europeans. I still prefer Europeans, but I'm not going to show that guy if he's Canadian. At this point, I can't be picky anymore. I don't know if I have an answer to this. Something that I always thought was a deal breaker. I don't know. I, I actually don't think I have one. Like, there there isn't one that I can think of that is a deal breaker. 
I don't know. I think we're just go with your answer for this one. <laughs> Maybe I'll come up with something later. Um, okay, the next question. At what point in your relationship do you think you should introduce your significant other to your family? Okay, you go first with this one. Okay. I think it depends on how you start dating. Yeah. If your family knows the person before you're ever in any type of relationship with them, I think you can introduce them, like, almost right away, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if they know they knew the person as a friend of yours or something, and then you start dating. Yeah. But if they're brand new, I do think, I think at first, I would have thought, oh, like, if you like them, if it's a good relationship, they should fit right in with your family. You can introduce them at any time. But now I realize you have to have to introduce people slowly. It's the same yeah. with friend groups. You can't just throw them into your friend group the second time you're seeing them. Yeah. You really need to know who they are first. And you should know that between the two of you first, I think. Yeah. You need to first establish that. Yeah. Then maybe your I would do my friends next. Yeah. And then my parents last. Um, one of my friends who was or is dating someone, they were talking to, I think it was their therapist actually, and they were asking about the similar question like, when should I bring him around my friends or family? And and the therapist said, you know what? Cherish this time you have that's just you yeah, two right now. Yeah, it's a nice privacy. Like, exactly. There's only you two involved. You don't have to get anyone else's opinions right now. You can still – it takes a long time to really feel someone out. You exactly. And some people t- can do it a month. Great. I think it takes longer. So I would want to wait till I'm confident and also – I'll get to the point where I'm, like, so excited for them to meet my friends. Mm-hmm. And that's when I'm, like, okay, now I want to meet them. I think once you go – you're, I think you're ready when you go into bringing them to meet your fam- family or friends. And you aren't, like, what do you think of them? Are they okay? Yeah. It's, like, you, you should know. They're great, yeah, right? you know who they – exactly. That's a really good point. Because yeah. I think when you're younger, especially university, your friends meet them the second day. And you right away are, like, what do you think? Do you like his hair? And do you it, like his eyes? If they say something that you disagree with, like, <laughs> you – Is he French? <laughs> And then, but if they pick up on something that you're like, oh shoot, maybe, and it also affects how you think about them when it's totally. because everyone you can't like the same person as that your friend. Next question: When do you let go? It's like I'm a past relationship. Then yeah, they broke up. That's what I'm assuming. Like, uh, no, no, <laughs> it takes a while. When to let go? I think you have to to first confront it yourself. Is this person actually in my future? Do I just miss them because I miss that feeling mm-hmm. of being around them mm-hmm. and I miss the idea of him mm-hmm. and I miss being happy around him. I miss being like, like nostalgia the is a liar. Like you, yeah. you're going to remember all the great things about yeah. someone after you break up but with them, right? really ask yourself, is this person really someone who's meant for me in my future? If you can say no to that, then you got to let go. Okay. Next question. Being a third wheel. Like what are your thoughts on being a third wheel? <laughs> I feel like you have a lot of experience. I feel like in this I've been department. the third, the fifth, the seventh, the ninth. Where were you last Friday? You were the you were Four. the fifth wheel. Feel f- fifth wheel, yeah. How did it feel being a trailer? <laughs> you know what? I really don't think about it. I'm also because all my friends are in relationships, but also all all of us we're all close friends. Yeah, I think yeah. it depends if your friends are the kind who are going to be all over their boyfriend. Then obviously it's awkward, which is like but none of our friends. So at the same time, like I just don't think about it, so I don't give it energy I don't because as soon as you have that negative thought that you're like where's my boyfriend this sucks you're gonna ruin your night and Mm -hmm. you're gonna think while I suck I'm a third wheel I don't even give it a place it doesn't even cross my mind when I'm out with my friends who are dating that I am the only single person there that doesn't matter do you feel any type of way when like okay the night's over and everyone starts to like 
leave with their significant other and then you leave alone. I'm not like trying to point that out. No, I'm just, so you should like go to AMW, I got a burger. <laughs> You're like, no, I'm just I'm waiting for my yeah. onion rings. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not the two AM AM eyes anymore, that's for two sure. Two AM onion rings now. <laughs> the onion ring. The only guy around me is AW worker. Hi, what's your number? <laughs> I got my two AM eyes. Yeah, I know. I don't. I don't. I just don't give it a place. Yeah, it's I just, think that's such a good way to do it. Yeah, because the more you're like, oh, I'm a third wheel. Yeah, you're gonna ruin your night. You're gonna ruin it's your night. gonna make you think some type of way about yourself, and it's not even a thing. And sometimes you'll project that on the people around you, right? Like it's a social construct. It's not really a thing. You're all just people hanging out. Mm-hmm. I like that. Okay, next question is: When do you think saying "I love you" is the right time? This is such a personal question. Yeah. Um, it's different for everyone. Maybe I'll tell my experience in my current relationship how yeah. it sort of unfolded. I always, like, I think I had all these really, like, grandiose expectations of what relationships should look like and should be. Um, and that all was really shattered by my <laughs> current relationship. Like, none of that worked the way I thought it would. So it really made me sort of come up with my own ideas of what relationships are, which I think was a really good growing point for do. me. Yeah. yeah. So I always thought it was like, when you want to say it, they're going to know, and, and they're they going to say, say it. it. Yeah, so you're sort of going to have this, they like... They say it first because they're the guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, you always want them to say it first. You want have you have this unspoken connection that... You lock eyes. You lock eyes. like, I No. <laughs> I was drunk. I couldn't, I couldn't keep it in anymore, and, like, I was waiting and waiting and waiting for him to say it, and he hadn't said it. By the way, this is probably over, like, a span of a week. Like, I had literally, like, no patience. So I was like, okay, so I want to say it. Like, he should say it first. And then I just let it out. And then I was mad that he didn't say it back. But I think he said something along the lines of, like, we're we're drunk right now. Like, I don't really want to say this right now. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have said it either. And then it ended up happening, like, the next day or the day after when we weren't drunk, which was nice. Cute. But... Yeah, I thought I thought I, I You was, felt it though. Like you oh, knew and I bit that's the thing like, I felt have, it so hard that yeah. like I had to stop myself. It would like be on the edge of my tongue, I'd be like, Oh, I can't say it yet because he yeah. hasn't said it. See, I don't think you should focus on anymore like if they say it first. But no. I think if you're in a position where you're like, I really want to say it, yeah, that's when you just say it. And I did. There you go. Have sure. you ever had someone say that to you and then you didn't know what to say back? I've had someone tell me they were falling for me. Okay. I didn't know what to say back to that. I think I said Okay. <laughs> it was KK. over text. New phone, who dis? Oh, I think I was like, haha, nice. <laughs> it was over text. Oh, God. Again, reason why that didn't work out. <laughs> Not expressing your feelings. I'm falling for you. Nice. Yeah, I definitely didn't say that. High five. Him. High five for effort. Fist pump, bud. <laughs> Thanks, bud. <sighs> okay. Next question is, what makes relationships work? In your opinion, communication mm-hmm. number one, top yeah, just you have to be able to communicate. Mm-hmm. Tell them how you feel. I'm not thinking about should I say this to him? Will he get annoyed at me if I'm angry about this? I just do it, and I trust that they'll still stick around, and they can also communicate to me how they might feel one day. Because the thing with communication is that one day you might communicate horribly, one day you might communicate amazingly. But it doesn't dictate who you are, how you communicate. You have those bad days, you have those good days. So I think a strong couple that communicates knows when the person is upset, they're now communicating this way. That's okay though, I can work through this with him. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow will be a better day. Next week will be a better day. But then it all comes down to communication and trust. 
yeah, communication is huge, and it's still something I work on all the time. Like, I always... I think it's something everyone has to always work on. Always work on. And you get to a point in a relationship where you know someone so well that even then you might think, okay, they are going to know how I feel about mm-hmm. this situation. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have to tell them. And then you get mad yeah. when they don't know. But you can't really hold them to that standard, no. right? Because, again, if you, even if you communicate well, like, they just might not realize it that day. Like, they're not... They can't read your mind. Exactly. And you can't expect anyone to read your mind, so you have to use your words all the yeah. time. It's tough. And I think another thing is something that I also still work on all the time is, like, realizing that you might not always be right. Like, mm-hmm. in a fight, like, just because you're upset doesn't mean what they did, what you did wasn't wrong. Like, if you're yeah. upset from something that they did, doesn't mean that you're totally okay and nothing you did was wrong. Yeah, you have to see both sides all the time and you have to sometimes let go when you know you're in the wrong. Pick your battles. Pick your battles, yeah. I think that all, again, like, communicating properly. Yeah. And I think also, like, having a shared sense of humor as well yeah. helps relationships work. Shared friends as well, shared too. Shared friends is that's super a huge, fun. That's a huge deal. You like their family. They like your family. Oh, yeah. same values. That's actually a big one for me is having – same family values and raised on similar values. Yes. Yeah, values are important. It's and huge, yeah. But it's important to, like, they're never going to have the exact same yeah. opinion of you on everything. No, and if it's okay if they disagree with you. As long as you can respectably hear their opinion. Yeah. Say, you know what, I hear you, I respect that. That's not how I feel about it. But I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, and they feel the same way about you, yeah. too. Like, it has to be a two-way thing all the time. Mm-hmm. You can't keep giving respect to the person if not receiving it. they don't give it, it to you. Yeah. You can't keep giving them communication if they don't receive, they don't give you communication. Like, it has to be equal effort because it's effort. Yeah, I listened work. to an Oprah podcast once, and something that they said really stuck with me. It's like, you'll know if someone wants to be with you because it'll be obvious. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't be having to read through the, the, sure. the lines and, and yeah. sort of, like, suss it out. Like, or if you're going to fight, you think they're going to break up with you after one fight. It's like, that's not... That's not a healthy relationship. No, if you're always scared of that, then you're not communicating properly. Yeah. Yeah. If he likes you, you'll know. Yeah. Okay. Next question is, how do you deal with long distance? I have zero experience, so you go for it. <laughs> Um, I don't even know what I could even ask. I actually I have a lot of experience yeah, with this. A lot. This is a person I'm dating now. He's actually originally from Vancouver, so from like many summers in university, many too. Um, we went long distance, mm-hmm. and we only saw each other maybe three or four times this summer. Um, I would say texting is like really important. As annoying mm-hmm. as it is, it's like the good morning and good night and how's your day text. That sort of feels like you're in conversation with them. Yeah. Sending photos, I'm not, like, just talking, like, nudes. Like, sending photos of, like, this is what I'm up to or, like, yeah. out with friends. Like, we're on a patio and, like, yeah. just sort of, like, gives them a peep into what you're doing and they can do the same thing. The FaceTime is super crucial. Like, mm. it's great to text, but, like, having that face-to-face is so important. It's like, calling isn't enough. Calling is great, but, like, if you're with – like, without seeing someone for a while, like, say it's been two months – like, just that face-to-face really breaks down any of the things that might be going on and you might really be able to, like, communicate better face-to-face. Yeah. Like, I find I'm much better at communicating through a problem if I'm face-to-face someone versus on the phone. For sure. Yeah. You just want to see their reaction because yeah. they might 
it's like texting. You might read it wrong. Yeah. Over the phone. I agree with that. And it's also like the little things, like if you can like send them a card or yeah. they can surprise you with something, like that kind of stuff matters. And I think in a long distance relationship, you really have to set aside the time to do that yeah. stuff or else it kind of gets lost. And you have to put a little bit more effort in the whole virtual communication thing, yes. which is something I think if you're dating someone and they're living in the same city, they don't need to text you every single day, how was your day? No. You guys can talk about that the next day. You can say, you can say goodnight You can talk about guys. that in person. But, like, it doesn't have to be every day. But if they're – I think when you are long distance, I think those things do matter because it's just – it's tough. Yeah, honestly, I like, I think about people before, like, computers, internet, long distance, and wow – like just, just call just letters no I'm talking oh, like I late even before oh that just God. letters be letters that'd be nice it is nice but, it's so romantic but like imagine that's the only way you can communicate I like it I would actually prefer oh, that God it's not in this generation or this day and age I would like it but it's like you're waiting you're like oh I I sent my pigeon three weeks ago I'm waiting it. to hear back <laughs> I love it from the trenches like I totally do living in the 1900s. God. That's why. That's what I'm meant for. Not I'm meant like, for send me nudes this. over FaceTime. <laughs> not meant for this. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, okay, what's the next question? Next question is, what are your red flags or deal breakers? Ooh. I know we talked about, like, something that was a deal breaker but actually isn't one. I think I had yeah. a hard time answering that because I think all my deal breakers are still deal, deal breakers. breakers. My red flag is the words, I am too busy. Or, sorry, I was so busy. Or they just keep making an excuse that they are busy. Mm-hmm. You're never that busy. Yeah, you can always make time You can for always something. make time for someone you care about and want to. So mm-hmm. when you blame it on being busy, I just, at that point, I now ghost them. <laughs> <laughs> that is when I'll ghost. I'd say for me, cockiness is like a huge one. Yeah, yeah for sure. Like, I, I have a big thing against people, like, especially first time meeting someone. And I can, I'm... I can kind of spot it now because it, it bothers me so much that I'm, I'm good at spotting it mm-hmm. when you meet someone and you can just tell that everything they're saying is done so in a way that's calculated to make yeah. themselves seem better or cooler way. or smarter. Yeah. And it's like, no, I just want to know you. It's like, very surface level. Yes. You, you can sound surface level. You're good at spelling that. I hate that shit. I'm horrible at spelling that. I hate that, that shit. Oh, they seem nice. You're like, they're not real. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> like everything they're saying is like, making it so that you feel that they're cool or Whereas you I'm feel like eating it all up you're eating it all up yeah <laughs> I don't like that I don't I yeah. can't I can't stand for that um also like when someone can't take a joke oh yeah big turn off for me huge turn off big turn off they also can't just like laugh at themselves if they can't make a joke about themselves and like make fun of themselves if they think that goes you? along with them being cocky like if they're too yeah. great that they can't laugh at themselves goodbye they can make some I make fun of myself on a daily basis I've done this whole I make fun podcast. of you on a daily basis yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you like it yeah <laughs> it's just if you can't laugh about that stuff that's just no next question is when do you think you should have the conversation about getting tested or about like past partners Interesting. It's a good one. Yeah. I think I like to have that conversation pretty early on. Yeah, I think that's smart. Because as soon as I'm getting comfortable with them, like, obviously on the first date you're going to ask them, but, like, once you're seeing each other more frequently, it's a reoccurring, like, you're going on a lot more dates, then I would just want to know. I think it, like, a lot of people are afraid to ask this question because it's kind of awkward, right? ask that. But it's really important. Actually, no. Yeah. 
I've asked it before to guys. I've asked it before, but I've asked it sort of like a little too late, you know? Yeah, like after the fact. <laughs> yeah, it's like, by the way, <laughs> do you? Yeah. So you're good, I right? I ask for it. I asked it before, and then it kind of kills the mood. <laughs> I'm like, well, bread luck next time. <laughs> It, it is kind of a mood killer. It, it it, let's say it can be a mood killer, but if you're with someone who is respectful and cares... And responsible. It's not a mood killer. It's no. just that, like, I'm good, or, okay, you want to wait, yeah. we can both get tested, and then we can move forward. Exactly. Okay, next question. How long should you wait before bringing up the what-are-we conversation? I don't know. I think you just have to wait until... I'm not someone to ask that. Like, I don't like labels, also, because I never had a boyfriend, I'm very reluctant to put a label on it. Mm-hmm. So I would not ask that until I think I felt like we could then move to that next step. I don't think I need. To, I don't think you actually even need to ask that. Like you should. I know disagree. What, I don't know. I think. I disagree. If you're dating someone a lot, I would want to know: Are you dating other people also, or just me? But that's that's the what are we conversation? No, it's not. Yes, you're just it asking, is. Asking like, are you going on more dates? It's like, no, I'm only seeing you. I would ask that, but it doesn't mean that I want. I don't want them to think that I want to be their girlfriend because I'm asking that. I would just want to know: Are you only? We are seeing so me. different. It's <laughs> probably why I've been single for a long time. No, I think it's just a different approach. Like, yeah, I feel like I would do that if things are moving at a relatively steady pace. Maybe four, five, six, seven dates. Oh, I was going to say days. I was like, oh my God. Days, no. That like, me and so maybe that's like a month and a bit in if you're seeing oh, really? each other once a week, month mm-hmm. and a half in. You might say, hey, like at this point, we are getting to know each other to a point where I, I'm not seeing other people. I don't want to see other people. Yeah. What are say, your thoughts? I would say that too. But yeah. then I'd be like, hey, great. We're only going to see each other, but we're still not boyfriend and girlfriend. I'm not saying at that <laughs> point you have to like lock down the label, yeah. but you get that sense of where they are. Yeah. I'm also the kind of girl who I can't date multiple guys at once. Oh, me either. Like I can't even date one guy at once. But like the thought of like, I don't know how juggling people do two that. guys for like a month is like, that's a lot of work. Yeah. God. Like, and you can never put your full self into just no. one, right? So I already know I wouldn't be seeing other guys if I was talking to one guy for a month and seeing them every week. But that doesn't necessarily mean you want to boyfriend them up. Like, that's what I mean. That's why I don't like that conversation because then people think you want them. Well, you're scared of commitment. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> I guess it comes down to that. Hey, we're being really blessed here. <laughs> Just navigate it. That's all you got to do. Yeah, it should but feel, be, it should feel natural. Clear, but be clear, like, if you're asking that because of, like, don't just say, like, what are we? Like, it's that they know what you mean. Like, say, I want to know if you're a secret other girls. I like you. I want, Or I want to date you. Or yeah. I want to do this. Like, just be clear and then hopefully you don't get into that awkwardness. I agree. Okay, so the last question is, what is your ideal first date? Ooh. We should, we should ask this for each other. Like, answer for each other. Like, guess each other's ideal yeah. first date? Okay. Okay. Ooh. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say about yours. Um, okay. I think I have yours. I'll hate you if you get this wrong. You have to know me well enough. I now. don't. I really don't think I'll get this wrong. <laughs> I feel like I'm re- okay. okay, so it starts with a walk by the water. Okay. And then you go to a nice Italian restaurant. Okay. Bottle of wine, nice meal, good banter back and forth, getting to know each other a bit. And then it has to do with something like, 
He rents a paddle boat or something. <laughs> With a notebook? <laughs> Is that what you're thinking? No, he's like, okay, great, we had dinner. Do you want to get ice cream somewhere? And you're like, yeah, I want to get ice cream. And he's like, why don't we take this, like, paddle boat. Spontaneous paddle boat ride. Canoe that I rented. And we'll, like, go and we'll canoe to the this ice cream place. This is literally the notebook, like you're saying. Which is weird, because I don't even like that movie. No? Okay. I don't know. That's a good date, but not my ideal first date. No? Oh, okay. Oh, or he's like, okay, I'm going to pick you up in my nice car. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm on the track now. But we're going to go to a winery. We're going to do a wine tour. Oh, that's nice. And then after that, we're going to go somewhere nice for dinner. Okay, that's a good first date. It's not, still not my ideal first date. What do you want to write a book with the guy <laughs> on the first date? No, I want to go to a museum. Oh, God. I love that because I think you can really get to know them. You're walking, you're looking at art, you're talking about literature, philosophy, history. You're seeing if they have any kind of knowledge on I'm that stuff. I'm asleep. I'm already sleeping. <laughs> it's cute. It's romantic. Yeah. And then if it gets awkward, <laughs> you just stare at the art piece and pretend like you're thinking about it. Have fun. <laughs> no, Let I me know how that goes. Museum dates would be amazing. I haven't gone on one yet. I would love to go on a museum date. Good to know. Good to know. There's so many things you can talk about. And you're talking about You know history. what? That works for you because those are your interests. So you'll see right away if those are his as well. Yeah, and also just even if they're not his interests, is he open to learning about stuff? Mm. And it's he, that's another thing. It's like, not every guy has to like Harry Potter. That's totally fine. They're probably not going to. Not every guy I date needs to speak parcel time. <laughs> but, but most do. But most do. No, but if they don't like it, but they still are like, they find it interesting that I like it and they want, they want me to talk about it. The because openness they, to they, learn. Yeah, yeah. they like that I like it. Then they're willing to that's like cute. it. So that's why I like museums. I'm not going to go on a date with you to the museum, but... <laughs> okay. Okay, you. What's mine? Think about this. <laughs> so do I. Okay. I think your date definitely has to be outdoors and active. <laughs> okay. So they pick you up. Okay. But you also you don't care if they pick you up. You can meet them there too, but you'd like it. Okay. You drive like an hour away maybe. Or somewhere that's not local. Like, you so want you to have go somewhere a, special. Like, you have a drive with them. Yeah. yeah okay. And you talk in the car. You make fun of him. You guys are laughing. Wow. Making jokes. Spot on. <laughs> making, making jokes. Making fun of him. Spot on. <laughs> yeah. That's literally the only way I know how to flirt is to chirp yeah. someone. Chirp them. That should have been one of my red flags. If they, if they can't take, like, a me. Chirp. But, like, I think when I like someone, I, like, go hard on the chirp. Oh, yeah. And, like, if they don't like it, then. If they can't handle it. Yeah. So that's what you'd do in the car. You'd be chirping them. They'd be, like, laughing. Putting some, like, music on, making jokes. Yeah. Wow, this it'd is be, exciting. It'd be very, like, nothing. You wouldn't get anything, to anything deep. It would just be very, like, yeah, funny. Fun. Fun, funny, yeah. like, low-key. I'm not talking about fucking Picasso with this guy. <laughs> like, I want to get his opinions the on, like, the Roman Empire. I want the philosophy of the first date. <laughs> Religion, everything. Okay, then you're going to either... You could do a boat ride, but I could see you really enjoying going on a hike. Oh, because fun. I think you'd like the idea because also you can last well on hikes. And My you'd stamina. Want to see, you want to see their endurance as well and yeah. just that they can also handle the same speed as you. And I think you, you would get a good sense of them on that hike and you'd be like, again, laughing, this making jokes that could be serious too. You this end up at a nice view, looking onto something. Then you guys sit and you talk for a bit. You eat, maybe you have a picnic. You wouldn't, oh. be, you wouldn't care about the picnic, but I feel like that'd be nice. I think that'd be great. If you packed a picnic, like, extra oh. points. Oh. 
And then that'd be your date. And then we kiss. And then we kiss. He talks about his acne. And then don't <laughs> even touch him. I won't touch his face. <laughs> just to be, just in case. No, I think you'd like that kind of date. That sounds really good. Yeah. Really good. I think yeah. a good first date for you. I would like that, but not the first date. Because they have to, I my endurance is not the same. I don't want to embarrass myself right away. No, I would never suggest you go on an active first date. <laughs> Unless they're Ever. paddling for me on the water like in the notebook and I'm just sitting there looking at the truth. And w- what I meant by the boat ride is maybe like five minutes. Five <laughs> minutes in the boat. I was like, don't like water though. I, I don't know, know you why. Don't. You, why would you suggest that? I got because afraid of water. <laughs> I was trying to imagine you in like a romantic like small town in Italy. Yeah, if I was in Italy, that'd be a great day. Go on a gondola ride, not where we currently are. Good. <laughs> we did pretty good. Yeah, you you spot on for me. Yeah, you took a few tries. Okay, wait, I have one more question. Does, what is your, now that we talked about, like, flirting style, what is your flirt, like, flirting style that you think works for you? <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm pretty, I don't know if this is my flirting style, but I'm not very serious. Like, I'm not acting like I'm a cool girl who's, flirting I'm just like you're not trying to be like sexy no I'm like making fun of myself Mm -hmm. yes making a lot yes I'm probably making fun of them here and there where I can but like mostly yourself mostly myself because I don't feel comfortable making fun of people until I get to know them a little bit more wish I had that problem yeah but I also like you know like laugh at stuff I like laughing a lot and being funny yeah if they're not laughing at not at me, but like, <laughs> if they're not laughing with me, if then they're it's not, not laughing work. at me, it's not gonna work. <laughs> yeah. No, but I just mean like, if we're not having fun and laughing, that's my flirting style. Just being goofy being, and I feel the same way. Yeah, being but your flirting style is chirp is the other way. Like you're like chirping them, but you also will make fun of yourself too. I'll make fun of myself, but, but you really like, put them on the spot. I love, love putting seeing, people on the spot. Like you're savage sometimes, and we have like friends over, and like we do these like. 30 question games like Sarah asked the most savage questions ever everyone's kind of silent but we're all like waiting to hear them but like everyone wants to know the answer but no one is ballsy (laughs) enough to ask it yeah it's a game we play that's called back to back oh so many savage questions it's such a good pre-drink game or just like game in general at a party where you go back to back with someone they each have a drink they can't see what the other person is doing they can't see when they drink or when they don't, so you're not like touching so you're each saying, other's like, arms. Who's most likely to like fall into a pool, and then one person has to like drink? And that's an example of type of questions Leanna asked during that game. Example. One time she's like, "Who's most likely to break their wrist?" And mine's like, "Who's most likely to do anal and their mom walk in?" No, but yours is like one time we played this with a new couple. Like a month into dating, and we literally asked them. We roasted like you, them. Like you started it, and then we all kind of were like roasting them. And roasted. It was so they're bad. no longer together. <laughs> I like why. I think we asked. I don't know if this was me. Who's gonna bring each other first? Yeah. Who's most likely <laughs> to, to say I love other. you first? Oh yeah. Even though they said? hadn't said that first, she drank. Like bless her soul. <laughs> it's just super fun putting people on the spot. Yeah. Especially people that you liked. Because I feel like that shows confidence to be able to call them out and put them on and the spot. And laugh together. And laugh together. And and I think that also was like a selling point for Michael when we like started dating my current boyfriend was he always said that he liked that I was like, I don't know what the word was. He said something like top bitch or something like that. <laughs> or like in charge. Like I was, always, I was never the one that was like, oh, hmm. 
what do you think about that? I was always yeah. like, what do you think? Tell me right now. Like, yeah. always super confident and, like, sort of ran the show a little bit. Yeah. And he liked that. So, that He's worked. also more introverted, so I think he needs He's a little like bit more too. introverted, yeah. Yeah. But now I think he's taken on all those qualities and he tries to run the show with me and I'm like, mm-mm. That's, that that's me. You should know that. <laughs> okay, that's all the questions, right? That's it. That's all she wrote. <laughs> Thanks for listening and we'll be back for episode three really soon. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and check out us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and subscribe if you haven't already. Bye, everyone. Bye.